Dude, I'm introing. You're not. Shut up. I'll do okay. what I want. Are we good? <laughs> Shut up. He'll do what he wants, folks. <laughs> I'll do what I want. I'm taking charge. I'm sick of both of us being too indecisive. Here we go. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, an unfiltered behind-the-scenes look at the regular lives of two location-independent individuals, although we're not very regular. I'm Travis here, and joining me, as always, my co-host and co-founder of Location Indie, Jason Moore. Jace, start the clock. This is the first one. This is insane. We're starting a whole new podcast, man. This is, uh, it's like a rush, you know? It's a rush. This is the first podcast, the very first episode. I didn't even introduce it as episode one in the intro of the Location Name Podcast. And what we're going to do is basically just pull the veil off our lives. We talk a lot about location independence. Jace, why don't you... People are listening like, what the heck's location independence? Fill them in um, in 30 seconds. Go. (laughs) Yeah. There's two key words in location independence. (laughs) That's location and independence. Now, we're basically saying that the location is of your choosing. You can work from anywhere. So that can be from home. It can be from Norway, which I do often. Travis and I have both worked from all over the world. And independence, Trav, you had a... We talked a little bit earlier this morning. Actually, we jammed a lot this morning. And you had a a cool, like, triangle uh, philosophy. I I haven't trademarked this yet, but like the free three or the three free, whatever you guys like better, I'll trademark. But it's basically, we, we say location independence, and that's great. Being independent of location that you're in, you can work from anywhere in the world. We both do that. But I also look at it as time independence and financial independence. Now, the time independence is simply being able to work when you want as well. That's not saying, oh, four-hour work week, I'm never going to work. It's saying, hey, I'm going to record a podcast here on a Saturday with Jason, quote-unquote, work, but I'm going to do it at my own time, on my own on my own leisure, like when when I want to. Uh, actually, well, this past Friday, I didn't start working till 3.30 p.m., and then I work like into the night. I don't know why. I was having a weird day, right? Yeah, I don't know why um, I texted you at like 9 in the morning thinking, oh, Travis is up. I'm sure he's sending some emails or something. No, no. You're like, dude, I didn't even start working until 3.30. It's like, oh, I missed the you mark know, there. It, but it's about creating the freedom for yourself. Yeah. And then the financial thing is, okay, how can you build stuff that means that you're not beholden to other people for your financial independence as well? And that, that's... I'm not going to say trickier, but that's a little different because there are going to be people who will work for companies who are location independent and can work when they want. But you know, they also are still working for a company. So I see it as finding freedom in those three aspects of life because the location independent thing is cool. But just because you can reach, uh, work in a beach in Thailand, if you have to work at 2 a.m., eh, not so much fun. Well, this is exactly why we're doing this podcast too. And uh, if case you don't know or you're not familiar listening for the first time, Travis and I each have our own individual podcast. Travis has the Extra Pack of Peanuts travel podcast, and I have Zero to Travel, and we do a lot of interviews and discussions around not just location independence, but travel, the travel lifestyle, and everything like that. And this show is a little more freeform, and I think because there's been a lot of chatter lately about 
location independence and the I don't like blogosphere. That word annoys me. But you know, in the blogosphere, so whatever you want to call so it, don't like, say it. You don't like. I'm it. not going to say it. it. I know. I, why do you in do the that? online world? In the online world, there's a lot of chitter chatter about in that virtual reality that is the online world. Yeah, I mean, we talk about it on our own sites. We're like, hey, we're going to help you quit your job, travel the world, whatever. That's not necessarily for everybody, and that's totally cool. But the thing is, you have to really know what is all involved with being, quote, location independent, at least the way we are as entrepreneurs. It's probably going to be a little bit different if you're working for somebody and it's more structured. So this show is just more about like, basically, it's going to be us BSing about all the things that are going on. So you can really get an idea of what it is like on the day to day, what's happening. And I think we're going to pull some interesting things out of our community, Location Indie, um, just we're just talking about a lot of different random stuff. And I think I'm like, I'm so excited for this show, man. I, I've been well, wanting to do something like this for a while. Here's the thing. Jason and I chat all the time over Skype and yeah. on the phone and FaceTime. That's and true. And a lot of people always tell us on our own podcast that they want to hear more about our lives and, and kind of how we're able to make it work and day-to-day things, which you know might sound monotonous. If it sounds monotonous to you, well, keep listening. Hopefully, it's not too bad. But they, just how things actually operate, not this huge vision of, I'm going to help you become rich and live on a beach and do whatever you want. But like, how do you actually get there? And what about all the little things that come up that suck? Because a lot of things do suck. And what about all the things that come up that are awesome? And so that's what we are going to do. We're just going to give you an unfiltered look at the day-to-day life of location independence. I just came up with that tagline. There we that, go. That I think was, that's pretty decent. I, that was great. You said unfiltered. I, I almost jumped you out of my seat. You can put it like on that. the board. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. And as, as the show evolves and as you tune in, I mean, obviously, please let us know what you think because this is... This is brand new. So if you want to share something on the show, you want to give us your thoughts, you can always reach us on email, team at locationindie.com because we totally want your feedback on this. And since I think we've set up this show pretty good now, let's just pretty well. Pretty well. We're going to try to have good grammar. Uh, Yes. Oh, you know what? Actually, I just bought a book yesterday in addition to my fantasy football magazine because I have a draft coming up. I know you have one later today. I bought uh, Shrunken White's Elements of Style, a classic for writers. Are you familiar with that book? Uh, no, I thought it was so that you weren't going to wear a Namaste Nihao t-shirt every time we record. I thought maybe you'd come in like a little blazer, maybe one of those ties that all the hipsters wear, even if they're like going to work at a cafe, they have a tie on. Um, that's what I thought you meant. Did you just call me a hipster? No, I'm saying when you start doing that, I, you'd, you'd buy a style book so you could start doing that. Well, this is Elements of Style. It's all about grammar. And I, I need a little help on the grammar. That's why I have an editor when I do books and different things because I can't, you know, I can't trust myself to get the grammar correct. I've psyched myself out on grammar big time. Dude, speaking of books, we're going to run right into this. So as you mentioned, this is about our life, what's been happening. We don't know what where it's going to take us. And that's the fun part of this podcast. I want to bring up the fact that Jason Moore is now an Amazon best-selling publisher because your book that just got published... Two weeks ago, International House Sitting hit number one on Amazon in two categories, tips, like travel tips, and also budget travel, which is a pretty intense, pretty crazy niche. I'm going to use the word niche. Sometimes I'm going to use niche. You can let the style... Let's just lay it right now. Let's go niche for this entire podcast because niche always sounds a little like hoity-toity to me, you know? If I throw on a tie, I'll say niche. Okay. So 
round of applause to Jason, Amazon bestselling author, but more Thank or best selling publisher. More importantly, give us the scoop on how that happened and 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 what happened because the behind the scenes stuff was crazy with that. Yeah, this is thanks, man. I, I we again when we do the show, we have no idea what we're going to talk about. So this is going to go in different directions, but I appreciate that, and I have to say a huge thank you to you because I know you sent an email out to your community, and we got a huge boost in sales that day. The uh, EPOP bump. Thanks, guys. Yeah, the EPOP bump. I call it the e- I actually just called it the EPOP. You can leave out the bump. I call it the EPOP. So thanks to you, EPoppers. Um, I you know couldn't thank you. I, I let's enough. get on to the book. Yeah. Thank you. Let's go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, no, Nat and Jody, they're uh, good friends of ours. They're huge in the house sitting community. And when I first met them, I interviewed them for the pod, my podcast. I was just like, wow, they, they're like their stuff's really good. Their stuff's spot on. And I've always wanted to have uh, a publishing arm in Zero to Travel because I just. I don't know. I think it's cool. Like there are all these different ways you can empower people to travel. And I just love the idea of like, Hey, let's fill each hole and teach people how to do each specific thing and house sitting. I mean, in case you don't know what it is, you basically can stay in people's homes around the world for free in exchange for you taking care of their home. So it's, you know, cutting their lawn, taking, usually taking care of their pets. It's a different, totally different lifestyle. And Nat and Jody, the best ways if you want to travel, like we talk about being location independent, yeah, house sitting, I mean, your accommodation costs go down to zero and you're staying in some phenomenal places. And just another part of that is like, we have traveled on the road quite a bit and, and very frequently and it's hard to work. And I'm sure that'll come up in many of these podcasts. But with house sitting, if you have a home and you're there for like a month and it's free, you can really dig in and get work done. In, in fact, we kind of set in motion location indie why we were house sitting in Breckenridge, Colorado. So yeah. just an aside there, house sitting, we'll talk about it a lot, but it's a it's a really good way to to not pay for accommodations but have a really great place to do work. It's cool. Yeah. It's a it's a, a different kind of life. I mean, especially when you've been doing it the way Nat and Jody have been doing it, because they've been house sitting nonstop for two and a half years and now really let that sink into your brain. You you you're just living in other people's homes for two and a half years. You don't have your own home and you're taking care of different pets. So there's all these different psychological sweet things. homes. Yeah. Too. They, they I mean, like pretty sweet. Yeah. Like countryside manors in France, like mansions in Breckenridge penthouses in New York city next to mayor Bloomberg, like just insane levels. It's stuff. crazy. Yeah. They're on their way to actually, they just arrived in Italy. I just talked to them the other day. So Nat and Jody, they have a house sitting podcast. And if you want to check them out, you can go to housesittingworld.com. I'll just mention them really quick. But they're the authors of this book. So I, I had the idea for this book. I was like, this is like a growing trend. This is cool. It's a way that you can travel. And I think it's two huge benefits. One is you can travel and not pay for accommodations, which is the most obvious benefit. Secondly, related to this show, it's a great springboard for location independence because now imagine if you just like cut out your rent and like any of your bills that you have at home, doesn't that free you up to bootstrap a business? I mean, it's just such a huge, go out to happy hours. Yeah. Huge strategy to do that. So that's what Nat and Jody been doing. And they started with only 300 bucks in their pocket. So they have a truly amazing story and I know their work's great. So I was like, Hey, I want to put together a book with them. And I was so nervous, dude, when I asked them because I want to work with authors who are talented, have really good stuff to share so we can get those messages out there and help other people. But I didn't really know how to approach them. I don't know anything about publishing. I don't know like what well, publishing... Well, now you do. I, 
I guess a little bit, but I mean, like, you know, legally what publishing contracts, look, it's like a whole other world to learn about, you know, but the idea was to take uh, their online course and just extract the information out of that and then create a book out of it. And that's, that's how it evolved. So yeah, man, it's, uh, it's going really well and it's still top on Amazon. It's only two ninety nine right now. So that's, yeah, it's pretty insane. Give us a look behind, um, the curtain a little bit of how much work was involved on your part. <sighs> yeah. And also uh, first do that because then I've got one more question for you and, and I think it'll be an important one. Yeah. Then I got some questions for you, pal. Cause you're All right. Uh, so go ahead. I we, see. we should say when I said, start the clock, this is the first episode. So you guys don't know what's going on. We are limiting ourselves to 30 minutes because both of us can talk a lot. That's why we have other podcasts and still decide to start this one. So I have, Brought it upon myself, Jason, without even telling you, to be the one to keep us moving. Okay. But I'm sure there'll be times where I ramble, so you keep me moving. We'll hold each other accountable. I, I never ramble, do I? No, I never ramble. Nice never. <laughs> so how much work did you have to put in, though? Like, I mean, you published a book, man. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work, but I structured it in a way so I didn't have to do as much work because I decided I'm, I was going to make a monetary investment that hasn't paid off yet. If you just look dollar for dollar, what I invested in the book to create it, which is, I should know this as a business person, but I actually haven't added it all up. It's probably over maybe between a thousand and 1500 bucks for the book, you know, maybe around probably around 12 to 1500, uh, because I did, pay for the design cover. And what I did is uh, my stellar assistant, Joanna, who helps me out. I, she's more than an assistant. She's just an awesome team member, uh, critical to my team. I had her go in and basically extract... She's a talented writer. So she took the videos from Nat and Jody's course and transcribed them. But as she was transcribing them, she kind of created them into chapters. And they already have the course laid out. So I had her pull those out. So I paid her to do that. And then she got married. So she left. So... Then I paid oh, some marriage. Always yes. getting in the way. Getting in the way. So then I had somebody else had to keep this moving, this whole process moving. And I knew like I didn't have time to go in and do all this. So I needed to pay people to do it. So then I had my friend Jenna. I paid her. She pulled out the rest of the data. And then I paid an editor to put it together. Then I sent it to Nat and Jody. They added a bunch of content. And then I went in and did like a final sort of edit and tweaked some things. And then, of course, it had to pay to get the files converted. So there's all these different steps. It, t- it started, it's been like probably a six-month process. But this is the thing, Trav. Like, I mean, I don't know if you find the same when it comes to starting new things in business or whatever. Like, A, it's just fun to learn a new thing. And B, y- you know you're going to make a ton of mistakes, right? So it's like, I know when I go through this process the first time, like, I'm probably going to overpay. I'm probably going to fuck up a lot. Yes, I'm cursing on this podcast already. And like just stuff's going to go down, right? So I kind of like get to peace with that. And then I'm just like, okay, once I go through this process one time, it's just only going to get better from here. So let me just make a bunch of mistakes. And now the next time I'm going to have a case study for other authors, I'm going to be able to like, not make as many mistakes, I'm just going to get better at it. But like, I think that's I don't know. That's healthy for me because I think if you go in as like a perfectionist, which both of us can be like, hey, we want to get this perfect. But like the first time you do anything, especially a new type of business, like you're not going to know what you're doing really, well, you know? And that's something that I'm struggling with now is that perfectionist thing. And, and we'll touch on that because that's been my biggest struggle over the last week. I just want to say though, that my biggest takeaway from what you did with the publishing was that you have finally 
and I, and I don't mean this in a negative way because I still haven't even gotten there. You have gotten to a point where you you did a project that took yourself out of it a lot. Like you had m- all the stuff that was like the nitty gritty that you didn't want to do outsourced to people who were better and and really did a good job at it. And you could just kind of oversee the project. And we've talked about trying to do that with a bunch of projects. And that's that's how you grow in business because you all we always have more ideas. And as entrepreneurs, people always have ideas. But you can't physically do every single idea, every part of it. And that's what was amazing to me about this book is you said, I'm going to have other people do it because I want to do more books. And there's no way that I'm going to keep doing this. I have other things to do. I have podcasts. I have Location Indie. I've got my other projects. That It's amazing, man. I, I really think you did a fantastic job. And it's cool to see you do it because it, I, I can look at it and say, maybe I can do that in some way too. Like Maybe I can give up some control. It's hard, man. You're trusting someone with your baby, and you also like you want to learn it yourself, but you know you can't do it all. So, uh, just a big like, congrats not on just hitting number one, but also on how you were able to do it. Thanks, man. Yeah, and I got to give just big props to Nat and Jody because I knew I knew their material was great, right? So I just need somebody to extract that out. But yeah, that was part of the thing. I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I can't do this and everything else. Like I know I don't have the time. Plus, like. We, we're going to talk about it a lot in this show and we talk about it on our own podcast. We love to travel. It's not just about like freeing ourselves up for the other projects, but it's like I was going to Portugal with my wife. Like we had some things going on in Norway. I've been in Norway for a while. So I want to have like time to do the travel stuff. And this is the hardest part about the location dependent entrepreneurial thing is finding balance. that balance. Yeah. And it's it, we work a lot. Like we make no secret about it. But yeah, so that was... That was rewarding. And last question about the book. Yeah. How happy are you? Because yeah. you just talked about everything that you did. Give us your emotional state. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a great question. I, I was just talking about this with Matt last night, Matt Giovanisi, our good buddy over at Driven Show. <laughs> I didn't know how I was going to feel because I'm a huge reader and I love Kindle books. I take my Kindle everywhere. I'm reading it constantly. I have like God knows how many books on there. We'll talk about books probably in, during the show. But it was something about seeing the book actually on Kindle. I pre-ordered the book myself and then when it went Were there live... there tears? Were there tears? There weren't tears, but it was oh, like... It was yeah, emo- you're emotional. I would have loved this season. I, I am. I cry a lot. There there was a moment of pride, man. Like, I mean, actually, it was a long moment of pride. I was like, this is really cool. And this is the most amazing thing, I think, about it. Never before could you publish a book and have it show up next to like two books ahead or three books ahead of a Lonely Planet book. Like, never in my wildest <laughs> imaginations would I be able to think, like, you could actually, even if it's not forever, you could outsell, like, a Lonely Planet publication or, like, a professionally published book by as a self-publisher. It's, it's really, like, empowering because you're like, holy crap, I can literally publish and compete with billion dollar or multi-million dollar, hundred million dollar companies and just be this guy. Like it's I went on Amazon and you were listed like number five in like adventure travel or or something. And it was like Wild by Cheryl Strayed, which is just a huge (laughs) major motion picture now. Like two John Krakauer books, like Into Thin Air and Into the Wild, which are like two of the best travel books ever written. And I was just dying laughing, thinking like, I I was so happy for you. And I was just so amazed. It's like, yeah, you might not last there. I mean, if you do, awesome. 
but it's like, hey, look at me. I'm playing. I'm with just these, a dude. I'm just a guy. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to teach is like, it's the mindset. This podcast is going to be more about the mindset and the day to day nitty gritty stuff versus like us coming and giving you really, really, really actionable advice. But it's like the mindset that like I did this. Yeah. And, and you really do. I, I have a hard time doing this, but I'm glad you said it. Stepping back and taking those moments of pride before you run on to the next thing or before you think about how to change what you just did, sitting there and being like, yup, let me give myself a pat on the back because other people patting you on the back is great, makes you feel good, but you need to step back and give yourself a pat on the back so that you don't drive yourself insane. Yeah, that's true. You've got some interesting stuff going on, Rhyme. You've been doing... Oh, I don't even know how we can dive into all of this. The the stuff I don't know. That you've You're, been doing. You have the timer set. I have no idea. Listen, I'm gonna say we've good. got ten minutes left. But this all is what right. I want to talk about for you. I'm not gonna talk about what you just came back from because there's too much to talk about there. But you're in an interesting place. I mean, I'm looking at you on Skype and behind you, you've got some lighting up there. There's some fancy little light umbrellas. What's going on? You're you're you just got back from a like a ton of traveling and now your home, quote unquote home? Yeah, I just got back from probably the best month of traveling I've ever had. Whoa, um, huge statement. Yeah, because we did three really cool things. We filmed the TV show in Switzerland for 10 days with a professional crew. That was insane. And um, we did some really cool stuff, but it was crazy hard work. I mean, you know, starting filming at like 8, 9 a.m., not being done to like 9, 10 p.m., always having the mics on, never knowing what's going to happen. You know, it was just like, it was really, really fun, but it was way harder and more stressful than I thought. Um, so I give props now when I watch a TV show. I'm like, all right, I can see like, you see all the stuff behind yeah, the scenes. You got, when you you're got behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, then we went to Corsica for seven days. And for the first time in a while, Heather and I actually had like a vacation vacation where, I mean, I didn't open my laptop really for these like 30 days of like end of June into end of July. I mean, uh, here and there. But and then we went to Corsica and we just chilled out, man. I sat by the poolside and read like four books. So it was just like really chill. And then we went to Africa with some really cool people with an organization called World Teacher Aid. And not only did I get to pick the brains of some of these amazing entrepreneurs, but uh, we helped build a school there and we went on an amazing four-day safari. So it was like all these awesome experiences jam-packed in one. And that's not usually how we travel. We usually don't travel with a group and we usually don't relax that much. So it was awesome. It was awesome. But then I came back and um, my renters were moving out. Actually, they let me know kind of spur of the moment. And okay, Heather so and I let's wait a minute. Where did you come back to? Let's talk about your personal life situation. Yeah, because this has been really hard for me. You know, we have been on the road mostly for the last two years. Now, when we come home, quote unquote, to outside Philadelphia to this town of Phoenixville, which is where we have a house, it has been rented out long term. And it's been great. You know, we've had renters in, so we haven't been paying a mortgage. So emotionally, I have not had to worry about that that much. Uh, here and there, a few issues. But emotionally, the money thing didn't worry me. And I, I came to a really startling conclusion, actually, when I was on a podcast with someone else. And I'll share that. But, you know, we've had it rented out. So then we come back and our renters are moving out. And I'm like, oh, crap, we got to find new renters. And then I'm like, you know what? We, we, we need a home base. We're at the point in life where we need a home base because we can't keep coming back to Philadelphia and staying on my sister-in-law's spare bedroom or with my parents. It just isn't working. You've been just essentially couch surfing around with your family when you come back, right? Yeah. And, and it was fine. It was great. And, and it was, well, it wasn't always great, but it was fine. Let's say that. But we're at a point where like we need 
in order for us to grow as a couple and in order for our business to really grow, we need a home base. We need to be able to come home and have our space. It just can't happen anymore. So I'm like, all right. And Heather really wanted to move into this Phoenixville house. And it's a it's a great house, but you know, it's a four bedroom, it's sixteen hundred dollars a month for the mortgage. Like it's expensive. And I have always, whenever Heather's brought it up, I've been very quick to anger and snappy because I, I just don't know how we're gonna do it because that's sixteen hundred a month we have to come up with every month now, you know, and I still wanna travel. I don't wanna just come back here and live here. I still wanna travel. So I thought it was like an end of an era, and it is, but I was really upset about it. And I didn't tell Heather really, like I kinda did, but emotionally I was a wreck, man. I, I was just like, wait, but I I've I've talked about travel. I have a travel show. Um everything we talk about is location independence. And I thought that if we stopped here, like that was gonna be the end. Like now all of a sudden it was like it was like cut and dry in my mind. Black it was like white. a limiting belief, kind of. It was. And um what I've found out since we've been here for the last month, it's like, no, this doesn't have to like you're an idiot, Travis. You talk about all these ways to do stuff different. Why don't you think about that in your own life? So what I've come up with is, hey, we're going to keep this house. This is going to be our home base. We're not going to sell. We've been doing a ton of crazy work on it. Another thing that uh, that's had me a little flustered because uh, I'm not good at handy stuff. And so when I do stuff that I don't know how to do, I get very uh, angry quickly. You're impatient. Frustrated. Yeah, I'm very impatient. And so we've been doing some of that. And I'm just like, I suck at this. Like, oh my gosh, let me do something that I think I'm good at. Regardless, we're going to Airbnb this place out when we're gone and we're going to try to. We're going to short-term rental it out. I didn't think it existed in our villa in our village. <laughs> like still talking <laughs> been, like I'm in You've Africa. been in Europe for too long. <laughs> <laughs> in our village. But in our town, I'm like, well, who's going to Airbnb this place? We need a place in a big city, this and that. And I literally, here's what I did one night. This was like such a weight off my shoulders. I went on to Airbnb and there was like eight people who were renting places out who had reviews. And I emailed every single one of them and just said, Hey, I moved back to the area. Your place looks cool. You know, how many inquiries do you get? You know, this and that. I just want to know about the Airbnb market here because I'm thinking about doing it for my house. Dude, everyone wrote me back within a day, which was incredible. And they all said, Anytime we put our place up, we have more demand than there is supply here. Like we can rent it out. It's really easy. We've had great experiences. And I woke up that next morning when those emails were there and I said to Heather, like, we can do this. Uh, you know, like, it's like so dumb. Why didn't I think of that before? But it has saged my fears. I, I think um, that's a, that was smart what you did. Because when we talked about that, I was like, yeah, who would... I, I wouldn't have thought to actually just reach out to other people Airbnb because I would have thought maybe, well, they might see me as competition or something. Uh, but everybody was super friendly. They were. And um, to, to touch on the other big epiphany that I had was... I was talking to, to a buddy of mine, Jacob Sokol, and it's going to come out on the Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast, and I didn't even realize it, but I was sitting there, and I was so worried about this $1,600 mortgage. It was like driving... It was, it was really like stressing me. I was so worried. And I'm like, why don't I just find a way to make $1,600 more a month. Yeah, the abundance like, mentality. That's what we talk about right. all the time. Right. Here's how you can live this life and live the life you want. I thought the reason I didn't want to live in this house was because, oh, it was the house and the bathroom's too small. It was all those things. What it was was my fear of being able to make it work and supporting Heather and I and having a home base and all of a sudden having to pay a home base mortgage that we didn't have to when we were traveling. But I know my life will be infinitely better with a home base because that's what we want. We want a home base and we want to be able to travel off that. you know. And when we come home for a month or two, have a place that's ours that we can really enjoy and have people around. And Jason's telling me we got three minutes. That's great. So that was my 
issue. Like I, I yeah. want that. It's not that I don't want it. I do, but I was scared that I wasn't good enough to find a way to make it work. And I just said, Trav, you're going to find a way to make it work. You want this. So shut up and stop being a baby. It's $1,600. You could probably Airbnb it and get that back. And if you can't, why don't you just do better work? Why don't you just dig in and create a product or do something or or whatever to make more money? Like, yeah, but I can understand. I mean, that's the way you laid it out. You can really see... That's an organic thought process, I think, actually, because even though it took you a little while to get to the point where you felt like uh, you got your head around it and that you you know you need to have more of an abundance mentality, but it's like you had to also like emotionally let go yes. of this idea because let's face it, when your place is rented out, which we've both done, I have a place in Boulder, Colorado. When it's rented out, it's like taken care of. Like you're not paying rent. You could be like, yeah, I'm in Thailand. I'm spending like no money. It. Um, yes, yeah. I hate just, to like, say like. I'm in Thailand enjoying my life and everything's cheap, but I have a $1,600 mortgage at home. Like then it's like defeating to me. Right. Right. It's hard to let go of that. And now you're taking on another responsibility, but it sounds like you're up for the challenge. I'm up for the challenge. This is what I want my life to be. So I am going to make it happen. That is what we're trying. Like that's in essence, the whole message we're trying to convey to people. Yeah. What you want your life to be, make it happen. Lifestyle design is the the term everybody uses, but that's, That's what it is, and it can be anything. And it can change. Like, it's I wanted my life to be, yes, full-time travel. And then I was like, I can't do it. Now I want my life to have a home here and travel off of that. And maybe eventually I won't want this place. I want something different. But it's like, it's setting yourself up to be the what you want at that time. Speaking of life changes, before we end this podcast, because once 30 minutes hits, we're shutting up and the podcast is over. You have a major life change. We're going to talk about it in another podcast. We're going to have to. I don't know if you're ready to tell everyone. No, I'm not ready to tell everyone everything yet. But that's right. But a major life change. But there's well, it's a major life change. Yeah, I would say this is it. I mean, we got we got 40 seconds here. I want to ask you really quick, uh, Chad, over at Location Indie, our community, locationindie.com, if you want to learn more, put up an interesting thread today about travel related movies. Looks like he was interested in uh in the way. What is your favorite travel related movie? I I really like the beach. Because um, it's just Thailand in all its beauty. Uh, the Way is actually a good one, too. I like that. Um, and Catch Me If You Can. Uh, not really exactly a travel movie, but he travels all over the place. It's this, I, Talk about lifestyle design. That dude designed the exact life he wanted by lying about everything. So there's another <laughs> way to do it. Mine is the Indiana Jones trilogy. Just because it, it fires me up, even though it's not necessarily he's traveling. But... You know, that the plane, they got the dot, the things going across the globe. He's in all these exotic locations. That and, of course, the James Bond films where they're going around all the different cities and the Jason Bourne films. All those action films where they're in different exotic locations fires me up. All right. We're past 30 minutes. I think we have a lot on the next episode. We're probably going to talk about maybe a little bit of your TV experience. I don't really know, but... It's all free-flowing. Thank you guys for joining us on the Location Indie Podcast, the inaugural episode of the Location Indie Podcast. More to come. We'll be ranting and raving and BSing and having a lot of fun and hopefully inspiring you as well. So get a hold of us, team at locationindie.com. And again, if you're interested in this lifestyle, we have a community, locationindie.com. Sign up, put your email in there. You'll get a lot of freebies and uh, you'll really get to see in that email series if locationindie.com is right for Location Indie is right for you. And if it is, we'd love to have you. Yeah. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.